back to On the Block with Strick and Nate on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to On the Block 93.7 The Ticket. My name is Nate Brennan. He's the Husker Hall of Famer, nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. 402-464-5685, Honda Lincoln Hotline, Sarder Hammond Text Line. You can also check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. See what's going on here in studio. Hit us up on all of those platforms as well. Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. I just you know sure it. To, uh, give I'll be there tomorrow. Ooh. I'm going. You went last week, too. I went last week. Pretty I'm good. Going I, might, I might have to join this trick because Mary Ellen's is always the place to be. 27th and Pine Lake. Not open today, but they'll be open tomorrow. And it's definitely uh, where you want to be if you're trying to get some uh, some dinner tomorrow night for your family. You won't be disappointed. Uh, we'll put them on the spot. Sip joining us. Husker Online. Sip, you going to Mary Ellen's anytime soon? <laughs> I'm always open to the idea. Um <laughs> Yeah, I might. Yeah, well, you, you should sit because Mary Ellen is the place to be. I remember we saw you over there. We were we were having a good time. Uh, Steve Sipple, Husker Online on three. Sip, the first <laughs> thing I got to ask you, uh, Husker fans obviously a little bit frustrated with the offense. Uh, last week, Chubba Purdy uh, going deep into the second half. Did you agree with that move or would you have liked to see Logan Smothers in there a little bit earlier? Oh, uh, loaded question. Low-hanging fruit now. Okay, um, right. I mean, at the time, I'm not going to lie. It wasn't like I was clamoring for Logan. Right. I mean, they were, you know, they, I don't know. First of all, Chuba came out and looked very confident. He did running the scripted plays. He looked good. I mean, so I, I mean, I had that in my mind. I think as we went forward, and I. You know, it got to be five punts in a row. And, yeah, you start thinking, okay, maybe there needs to be a change here. Football's interesting, as I always say to you guys. And it's not – it wasn't just Chubba's issue. I mean, they have a lot of issues on that offense. Right. So sometimes I think – I don't know about you, but I don't always look at it like, oh, the quarterback's struggling. I look at it like the whole enterprise is struggling. Right. Well, Sip, I, I listen – when you talk about the kind of uh, decisions that needed to be made, would that be one where um, you feel – who would you – let me just say this. Who would you put the onus on in this particular situation when it came time to make a decision with whether to go with Smothers or whether mm-hmm. to go with – and stay with Chubba in, this, in, the, in the situation that they found themselves in? Especially when you, you have a 10-0 lead right. and – you know, when, 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 if you're watching that game, would you have made the decision and who do you put the onus on? Well, you put the onus on Mickey. I mean, okay. I mean, Whipple in concert with Mickey, but Mickey, you know, has to feel comfortable with what he's seeing or he'll let Whipple know what, what should be done. Um, Whipple, you know how that goes strict. You play sports at a high level at the highest level. It's, it's not always just a, one-sided decision at all i mean it can be in some cases but i think it's it's a whipple mickey it's a whipple mickey conversation and ultimately mickey's in charge it's kind of like the onside kick in ireland 
Yeah, I don't I don't know that Scott it was Scott's idea, but he could have vetoed it. Yeah. If he swings the final hammer. I guess that's the best way to put it, Strick, is Mickey as the interim swings the final hammer. Yeah. Sip, the elephant in the room, you know we gotta ask you again, Steve Sipple on three Husker online. Elephant in the room, Sip. Where do you think this outcome in the way that Nebraska lost puts Mickey Joseph in, in the ranks for moving up, moving forward as the head coach. Well, I think there's a lot in that conversation. It, it depends who else is in the conversation. Okay. I, I don't think, I don't think a decision has been made. I mean, based on the information I have, really, there's a lot of people talking now about it. And there's a lot of rumors, a lot of people assuming things, but I mean, yeah. my, the information I had on Friday was no decisions made, which means Mickey's still in it. Right. I, mean, um, I don't think you take Mickey out of it. I wouldn't take Mickey out of it. I, I like the way, I mean, I, there's a lot about the way Mickey runs things that I like. There's a lot about what I've seen that leads me to believe that he could run that program. Now, listen, nobody that, I mean, I think you got to look at it this way. If you put, <clears throat> if you put one of the candidates that people are talking about into Mickey situation on mm-hmm. September 11th, how much differently would it look? I don't know. Nobody knows. But, I mean, you have to – I mean, if you put Matt Rule in in that position on September 11th, how would that have looked? I don't know, if, I don't, I don't know how much better it would look. Um, so we kind of judge – I think a lot of the conversation and the judgment about Mick about Mickey is fundamentally unfair because he's in that chair. So it's going to be inherently unfair because we're judging him all the time where these other guys, especially the guys that aren't even coaching like Matt rule right now, you don't have anything to judge except what he's done in the past. So check this out. I watched the Huskers play last night. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hoops. Had a, yeah. Hoops. Um, had a, it up a, little bit. a solid, yeah. A little switch up. <laughs> got a chance to see Fred Hoiberg and the Huskers take the court um, against the main, definitely the size. There was a size difference there, but uh, they, so they took advantage of that definitely on the rebound side of things. But what was your, your outlook? What was your perspective? Did you see what you, you thought you wanted to see? And what were some of the things that made you feel good about the way that this Husker team looked coming out? Didn't see the game, followed it, uh, tracked it. Um, I get, I, I'm, I'm struck by, I mean, this is going on all over the country, but Nebraska, it looks like they're, the three guys they're going to lean on hardest are all first-year players out of the portal. Grease, Obandamel, and Juwan Gary. I mean, those are the guys you got to lean on. You're not going to lean on Tominaga. Um, he'll, he'll, he'll fire in some threes at times. It gets tougher for Tominaga in the Big Ten because the closeouts are a lot. Yeah. Faster, quicker, and bigger, mm-hmm. and stronger. I mean, they close out in the Big Ten. It's a different world um, because the, for a shooter like him, because the closeouts are a lot more daunting, um, among other things. But the, yeah, I mean, I, I'm struck by that. I, but I, I mean, everything I've heard from people that are watching this intently is that this this is a team now that does share the ball better. Yeah. It does win 50-50 balls. It does. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's more of a team. And Fred has built, has emphasized building chemistry and culture. And perhaps that can make up for some of the talent deficiency. 
because when they get into the Big Ten, it'll be pretty obvious there's a talent deficiency. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see once they start getting into Big Ten play. And they got Oklahoma coming up soon, which is coming off a terrible loss against Sam Houston. Sip, I want to go back to the football side of things real quickly because Mm -hmm. I don't want you to give away the whole column that you wrote. Um, But there's something that you said is that we probably should have listened to Pat Narduzzi this summer when it comes to Mark Whipple. What exactly do you mean by that? Well, Narduzzi said Whipple won't run the ball. He's stubborn. Mm. You know, when Arduzzi wasn't thrilled about it, um, he said he will not. He just doesn't run it, um, and he's stubborn about it. And we've seen a little bit of that with Whipple. Now, Mickey Mickey addressed that with Whipple this week. Um, he, Mickey talked about it today. Um, now, that was subsequent of my column, but right. um, Mickey said in the Big Ten, you got to slow it down, slow the pace down, and you got to be able to run the ball. And stick with it. What what Mickey said was, if you're getting three and four, just stick with it. Three and four yards, because you know that puts you in third and four, third and three, and that's basically where you want to be. But you got to be able to, you got to be able to, to understand that third and three in the Big Ten is not so bad. Um, and he and he was asked, Mickey was asked, did you have that conversation with Whipple? And Mickey said, yes, we did. And he was asked, how did it go? And he said, that's between me and Whipple. So I don't know. What, what, that, what, is that, what does that all mean? It's a little late in the game for it. But um, that's how I feel. I, I mean, I'm, I'm old school. And, I'm, and I know, and I've seen the Big Ten enough to know what works and what doesn't. And, and I think that Minnesota formula, that Wisconsin formula, that Iowa formula, when they're going good anyway. Um, we've got Michigan formula, the Michigan formula. If, if you want to pick the best team in the Big Ten right now, I believe Michigan's the best team in the Big Ten. Pick that formula. That's a big, ornery offensive line, and they, they'll hammer it at you Mercil- mercilessly. They'll hammer at you mercilessly. Steve Simple Husker online on three also joins us here early break six to eight on ninety three seven the ticket. Sip, there's something you just mentioned there, the offensive line. Do you think how they've played this season influences the play calling when it comes to, to running the football at all? Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. It's valid. I, I, yes, I do. But I do think this line is a better run blocking line than it is a pass blocking Mm -hmm. line. They have the look of that, that, but you know, they haven't really, but listen, they haven't distinguished themselves as a great run blocking line at all. They've been very, very, it's been hit and miss. I mean, it was good enough the other day um, that Anthony Grant put up a big number. He's put up big numbers this year right. at times. He's you know he's run for 850 yards. They're doing something right. Um, so I think you, I think if you listen, hindsight is it's unfair. The conversation is unfair. Right. The Whipple, it's fundamentally unfair. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I just think in this league you need to run it more. Now that's on Frost. Frost brought him in, knew what what he was, knew what he was getting into. I would think. Um, now, on the other hand, you could defend it and say, well, it was going to be a combination of Frost offense and Whipple's, um, and that never that, that never really got off the ground. So Whipple's kind of left with what, not that much, you know. So, but it winds back something that doesn't have to be that difficult 
And that's what Mickey referred to today. If you're getting three a pop, just stick with it. Yeah, I'd, I'd certainly like to see that too because when you mentioned the Big Ten, I, I think that would be Nebraska's key to success, especially when you have an Anthony Grant. Before we let you go, what are you hearing on Casey Thompson? Is there any chance he's going to be ready for Michigan? Well, just what Mickey said, they don't have any insight. I don't have special insight. He, Mickey says he's got nerve damage in his pinky and it's hard to grip the ball. Right, um, right. And, that, and that, you know, tomorrow, if Thompson's able to practice, they'll evaluate it and there's a chance he could play. Um, and I can't – listen, Mickey does a good job, and Whipple does a good job of muddying up the water. So Michigan basically has to ponder three quarterbacks, Thompson, Purdy, and Smothers. That's smart, and I think that's what I would do too. Yeah, all, and all quarterbacks play a little bit of a different style too, so definitely got to stay on your toes for all of them. Sip, as always, want to make sure people know if they want to get more great content from you, how can they do so? HuskerOnline.com. Um, it's it's a lot of good writers on there, um, and you know it's it's being updated all the time. We move stories through, um, but yeah, go to HuskerOnline.com and navigate the site, and I hope you like it. Sip, you got to give yourself some more credit. You said great writers. That includes you. <laughs> oh, I suppose it. <laughs> <laughs> there he is, Sip. We yeah. appreciate you. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, take care. All right, there he goes. Steve Sipple, Husker Online on three. Again, great content from that entire crew over there at Husker Online. And you know what? That does include Steve Sipple. We appreciate everything he does because he's here every single morning, 6 to 8. He's pulling double duty, as he always does. we got to take a quick break. We're going to come back, wrap things up here on the block, put a nice bow on it, and then we're going to send it over to Jay Foreman, the other Husker Hall of Famer for old school. So make sure you stick with us. Wrapping up on the block, coming up next, 93.7 The Tickets. We'll